0: Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text this morning is from the book of the prophet Jonah, the third chapter. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, three days' journey in breadth. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey. And he called out, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They called for a fast and put on sackcloth, from the greatest of them to the least of them. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he said he would do to them, and he did not do it, thus far the text. Dear friends in Christ, the story of Jonah is one that can easily pass our understanding, and not in the way that God's peace passes our understanding. No, we have a tendency to miss the story of Jonah for the whale. Yes, you heard me right. We miss the story for the whale. Of course, I am talking about Jonah's experience in the belly of the giant fish. We make this the focus of this book of Jonah, and we miss the rest of the story. Of course, there is indeed a point in our church here where we do talk about Jonah and the fish. It's important, but that's not now, not this time. That's not what we're talking about now. We're not talking about the sign of Jonah, where Jesus, like Jonah, spends three days in the dark, in death, in the tomb, and is raised up on that third day, spewed out? No, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about this morning is the story of Jonah, the reluctant prophet. You see, he was sent by God to bring news to Nineveh that they had sinned grievously before the eyes of the Lord. Jonah was to tell them to repent, but Jonah was scared. Jonah was reluctant. Jonah didn't think that sinners deserve to potentially be forgiven if they would repent. Jonah has a whole story that's associated with this. In fact, he tries to run away from God and what he was calling him to do, completely missing the fact that by running away, he himself was sinning against the Lord of all creation. Hence, Jonah's time in the belly of the great fish. But the fish is not the whole story. It's just a part. Let's skip ahead, shall we? Jonah finally relents to God's message, to God sending him to Nineveh. He went and he did what God commanded. Now, we must understand here, Nineveh had sinned greatly before the eyes of the Lord. They did much evil there before God. You've heard that saying before, to whom much is given, much is expected. Or if you've seen Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Nineveh was great. It was huge. It was massive. According to the scriptures, to walk the whole city takes three days. It's a big, big city, especially for its time. In the text of Jonah, it is made quite clear that God has a special place in his plan for Nineveh. Now, it isn't said what that plan is, but we know that it is important to God. Unfortunately, Nineveh's greatness, either in size or importance, was exceeding, the only thing exceeding that was Nineveh's own great sin. They sinned before the Lord. Huge. Massive sin. Unashamedly, unabashedly, uniformly, the whole city of Nineveh sinned before the Lord. Make no mistake. Nineveh was evil. When we Think of their evil. We should have in the forefront of our minds that evil that was in the world when God decided to kill everything save one family, the family of Noah. The world was so evil then, sinning against God so greatly that it made God wish he had never created anything. That's how bad the sin of Nineveh was. So bad that it made God wish that they had never been created. But God does not desire to destroy a people for their sin. Rather, he wishes that they would repent and turn to him. And that's what happened to Nineveh. They repented. Now, if I were like them, I'd be like, what did he say? Repent? What? What did he say? See, when God sent a prophet into their midst, when God sent a carrier of his own word, when God sent a man to tell the people that they had sinned, they repented of that sin. Through Jonah, God told them that they would be destroyed. He sent the law. He sent them their conviction and they repented. Even more than that, they showed that their repentance made a difference. They turned from their wicked ways. They tore their clothes. They put on burlap. They fasted. They were repenting from their wickedness. They were turning 180 degrees from where they had been. They were seeking after the Lord. And the Lord had mercy because of their repentance and His forgiveness. I think that this floored Jonah. I think he was surprised at this. Nineveh knew what their sin was and they repented. And you know, I think Jonah knew that too. And there's a part of me, and I'd venture a guest to say that there's a part of you, that wishes what, that we knew what Nineveh had done. That wishes we knew what Nineveh had done that was so evil. That wishes what we knew what Nineveh had done that was so amazingly great that God would destroy them. We want to know what Nineveh did that was so awful, that God was going to rain down terror and destruction. We so badly want to look into the lives of these people and figure out their faults and foibles. We want to know their sins. We want to look, moreover, into the lives of those sinners who are around us even now. The simple answer is we want to judge them. We want to compare ourselves to them. We want to be separated from them. We want to feel better about ourselves by looking at them and saying, Well, I'm not like them. I don't sin like that. At least I'm not that bad. Yeah. You are. Yeah. You are. You are that bad. You are that sinful. You deserve just as much terror and destruction and wrath and condemnation from God, perhaps even more so than Nineveh. We are not that different from Nineveh. We deserve the same. Let's just take a look at at ten quick things, shall we, and see how we're doing. You shall have no other gods before me. How are you doing with that one? We have other gods who take the place of our one true God. Whether those gods be money, time, our kids, our wives, our husbands, our church, our work. Fail. You're a sinner. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. How are you doing with that? You worshiping God in spirit and in truth? You ever cried out the name of God when you're so completely exasperated in anger? Fail. Sinner. You shall honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. How are you doing with that? You going to church every week? Are you despising the sacraments at all? Have you honored God's holy word and scriptures by dedicating yourself to them and making it a part of your daily life? How are you doing with that? Fail. You sinner. You shall honor your father and mother. How are you doing with that one? Are you obeying all authority in your life? Do you feel resentful and angry when you see the police sitting on the side of the road? knowing that they've caught you? Are you obeying every rule and law around you? Fail. Sinner. Need I go on? I will. You shall not kill. Jesus says that if we hate our brother or sister, we might as well have murdered them. It's the same thing to God. Are you honoring the people around you, helping them in their need whenever they need it? Fail. Sinner. You shall not commit adultery. Jesus says that if you lust after another person, you have committed adultery with them in your heart. How are you doing with that? Fail, you sinner. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. How are you doing with those? Fail, you sinner. If you don't know what I was going over, those are the Ten Commandments. God's law. The law that we are expected to keep, demanded to keep, and yet we never can. If you want to know more about them, look in the book of Exodus chapter 20. If you want to know more about them, read your small catechism. See how you're doing compared to what Luther said you should be doing. It is incredible because we are sinners How many of those sins have you committed? How many do you do each day? How many of you have done this morning? You sin because you are a sinner. You can't get away from it. You can't just stop sinning. In this life you will always sin. And you are just as guilty of your sins as the city of Nineveh was guilty of theirs. And yet... God has mercy on you. He doesn't destroy you. Rather, he gives you the opportunity, just as he gives every person the opportunity to repent, turn from your wicked ways, and seek after the Lord. This is not by your own doing. But this is a gift from God. A gift of the Holy Spirit. A gift of faith. One for you by the very blood of Jesus Christ himself. God does not destroy you in this life. He lets you continue to live and to breathe for all your days, constantly giving you opportunities to be convicted and come to true repentance. What is this true repentance? It's not coming to church. But you do repent in church. It's not doing good works, but good works are evidence of your faith which leads you to repentance. True repentance is confessing your sin, turning away from that sin and turning to God. Knowing you're a sinner who sins daily and is in need of much mercy. We come to church But we don't come here to feel good. We come here to hear that God on that cross is good. We don't come to church to hear how awesome we are. We come to hear how awesome our God is. God is awesome. God is merciful. God is gracious. God is forgiving. God is loving. God is Jesus Christ. The same Jesus Christ who came to earth in order to save us. He died on that cross of Calvary so that he would become our sin, taking it from us. He took everything from us and gives us all of his righteousness, making us righteous, saving us, redeeming us, rescuing us, rescuing you. This is God's word. This is the same word of God that Jonah preached. It is the same word of God that Jesus preached. What did he say? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. God is giving you the ability and the opportunity to repent and be forgiven. God's word is powerful. God's word is mighty. God's word does this to us. God's word does this for us. We are here now in this church. And I tell you with all the confidence in the world. No. With all the confidence in the word. That Jesus Christ has forgiven you all of your sins. What did he say, you ask? Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Repent, for your sins are forgiven. Are you a blasphemer? Of course you are. Forgiven. Do you not esteem God's word and come to hear it as often as you should? Of course you do. Forgiven. Do you not honor your father and mother? Do you not obey the authorities? Forgiven. Commit adultery? Lust after one another? Hate someone? Murder someone? Are you a thief? Do you covet your other people's stuff? Do you covet other people? <laughs> forgiven. What good news is this for us? Like Nineveh, we hear our sin. We hear that we are deserving of God's wrath, of his condemnation. But... God has poured out His wrath and condemnation on His own Son, Jesus Christ. We aren't the recipients of God's wrath. We are the recipients of Christ's righteousness. We are forgiven children of God. My friends, don't compare yourselves to the sins of those around you. Don't compare yourselves to the sins of those who are in the scriptures. Those people of Nineveh, their sins were many and they were great. Your sins are many and they are great. But how amazing is it that God in his mercy is greater than all. Having the greatest mercy of all. Having mercy on you. For all your sins, for all your faults and all your foibles and forgives you all of those sins. Just as God sent one man, Jonah, into the midst of sinners, so too does God send one man, Jesus Christ, into the midst of sinners to call for our repentance and to, in his own person, deliver to you the forgiveness of all of your sins. Just as God sent one man, Jonah, into the midst of sinners, so too does God send his Son, Jesus Christ, into the midst of sinners to declare to you through this pulpit today that you are repent of your sin. And when you do, as you have done, to announce the forgiveness of God in Christ Jesus for you, You are forgiven. No longer ask, what did he say? But hear that the word of Christ says, You are forgiven. God had great mercy on Nineveh. God has great mercy on you through Jesus Christ. By that horrendous death on the cross and victorious resurrection from the grave on that Easter Sunday, 2,000 years ago, God forgives you all of your sin, and he will keep you faithful in his word and his mercy, now and always. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.